My name is Todd Colstead. I'm a father, husband, and business owner. I was born in Glasgow, Montana, and have lived in Montana much of my life. I have five children from a previous marriage. One was over 18, one chose to live with his birth mother in Canada, and I had custody of the other three. I'm also a United States Air Force veteran, having served during the Gulf War with the 12th Tactical Fighter Squadron based in Okinawa, Japan. Our hope by releasing this statement is to help other families avoid the heartache and pain that our family has endured over the last five months. Our 14-year-old daughter has struggled for quite some time in school from bullying. We have had many meetings over the years with the school systems trying to address these issues. We even moved from Flathead County in West Montana to a much smaller town in Valley County in East Montana, hoping that this will give our daughter a fresh start in a new school system and new environment. On August 18th, 2023, we received a call at 148 from our local city police. We were informed that our 14-year-old daughter was texting a friend that she had met at a school track meet saying she wanted to kill herself. It should be noted our daughter had only met this child once face-to-face -face several months prior and had only phone conversations with her ever since. We took this threat seriously and spoke to our daughter. However, we knew she was struggling with anxiety since school was about to start on Monday. She was also very angry with us because we told her she needed to put her two-week notice in at her summer job so she could focus on starting the ninth grade. At 7.40 p.m., a lady by the name of Cindy from Child Protective Services showed up at our home, saying that the police officer that called earlier said he could not lay eyes on the child or make contact with her directly, even though this officer never asked to come to our home or speak to our daughter. We allowed Cindy into our home, showing her around. My wife was making dinner as we had a late lunch. It's noted in the CPS report that our home was clean, well-stocked with food, and with no immediate dangers. Cindy stated she wanted to speak to our daughter alone. We allowed this given we knew our daughter was safe, but we also know our daughter has had issues with telling lies for quite some time, and as such, we made Cindy aware of that concern. We allowed them to speak on the porch, also calling a family friend to come to our house as a third-party witness. After about 10 minutes, my wife and I went outside to be told our daughter had drank toilet bowl cleaner at about 3 p.m. and had also taken an ibuprofen overdose in an attempt to take her life. We could not believe this as my wife had been working in the kitchen in her makeshift office all day where pills and cleaning agents were kept. Neither of, us have, neither of us saw our daughter go in there, but out of concern for her safety, we agreed she needed to go to the hospital. She also did not have any signs of ingesting any harsh chemicals, such as a burnt mouth, burnt esophagus, or an upset stomach. We later found out she did not have any ibuprofen or any other chemicals in her system from a blood test taken at the hospital that night. Once at the hospital, our daughter began demanding that she be called Leo, he, and him. We explain that this is in her history, but not something we would agree to as her parents. The hospital staff ignored our request, as did Child Protective Services. Our daughter was admitted to the hospital for observation. My wife was mostly at the hospital over the next five days, and here are some of the events that transpired. My name is Krista Kolstad, and I have been in my daughter's life since she was about seven years old when I married Todd in 2017. She's Todd's youngest child and has always resided with us as a family. Over the years, I've built a loving, supporting relationship with our daughter. She's always referred to me as mom. Even though she's not my biological child, I've always loved her, supported her, and made sacrifices for her. The following is a list of events that happened at the hospital, causing us to voice our concern to hospital management and staff, as well as Cindy from CPS. The hospital continued to call our daughter Leo, even though she's a minor, and after I stated it's against our wishes, our religion, and our core family values. The hospital told me to call their lawyer if I have an issue, as they will do what the patient tells them. 
As said to them, according to State Bill 99, they may not, under the law, provide transgender care nor transition our child. The response was, they are not providing surgery or hormones, so they're operating in the gray area of the law. I further explained that my understanding of the law was a minor is a minor, and there's no difference between a four-year-old or a 14-year-old, and we prefer she be called by her birth name. The hospital put our daughter on a 24-hour supervision because this was a suicide threat. The hospital placed an aide outside her door who began talking about having top surgery and how she identified as non-binary. I objected and reported as inappropriate to the doctor on duty. At that point, I was told, why are you not more concerned that your daughter is trying to harm herself than what the aide is talking about? We had never been in a situation like this before and continued to remind everyone that we wanted what was best for our daughter and only wanted her mental health needs met. The following incidents also happened at the hospital that I told both Cindy and the doctor on duty I was very unhappy about. An RN rolled her eyes and referred to me as just the stepmom. Then, when I asked the nurse to call our daughter by her given name, she sighed loudly and rolled her eyes again. When lunch came, I suggested to our daughter she eat something healthy on her tray. The RN looked at me and yelled in the hallway, get this young man a banana split dessert. As time went on, many of the CNAs began to refer to me as just the stepmom and continued to roll their eyes at me whenever I spoke or asked any questions regarding my child's care. A pregnant aide sat watch for our daughter several times and each time she told me I should be more respectful of her wishes to be referred to as a male and be called Leo. We felt this was undermining her parental rights as she said this in front of our child each time. On Sunday, August 20th, when I arrived at the hospital, the vice president of the hospital was stationed outside of our daughter's room. I later found out he was the vice president of human resources, not the entire hospital. When I expressed concern that our daughter was being given everything she wants and that they are reinforcing her bad behavior, example, there was no school, meals were cooked whenever she wanted, whatever she wanted to order, there was no bedtime and she was allowed to watch all the TV she wanted, the doctor on duty again told me I need to be more concerned about my daughter trying to hurt herself and not what she's eating or watching on TV. When I asked that all the staff only call our daughter by her birth name and please not to use any nicknames, the hospital staff continued to roll their eyes at me and tell me I needed to respect our daughter's wishes. Again, this was undermining our parental authority in front of my daughter. When I said anything someone did not like or disagreed with, I was told, why are you not more concerned about your daughter's mental health? Our daughter was allowed to make phone calls to friends, including the young lady she told she was going to kill herself to. When I expressed my concerns that she's a minor and that her father and I need to be asked if she can call anyone except family, I was told, we'll do what makes our patient comfortable. I had a very open communication with the hospital as well as Cindy from CPS. My husband and I let them know we agreed our daughter needed to go to an inpatient facility and counseling. We were told there may be a facility in Wyoming. I explained we had concerns with Wyoming and it was our understanding that Wyoming has no laws against minors being given hormones or surgery without parental consent. We stated this as soon as Wyoming was brought up in our daughter's hospital room on August 19th. We had looked online on our phones to see what laws were in Wyoming regarding transgender care. Cindy from CPS said to us, well, I'm sure we will find a Montana facility, so this isn't an issue and we can talk more about Wyoming if we have to cross that bridge. Cindy and the on-duty doctor agreed we would try to find a Montana facility. We expressed we preferred Billings as we currently go there often for medical care, but we were open to any of the six Montana facilities that treat children. On the night of August 22nd, 2023, we received a phone call from the hospital saying a bed had opened up in, a, in Wyoming and our daughter needed to go. We were confused because early in the day we were told she was next in line for a bed in Billings my husband and I were not told the name of the facility, only that we had to accept the bed. We stated we had some concerns regarding Wyoming state laws and how they were different than Montana state laws and further questions we needed answered before agreeing to Wyoming. Within 15 minutes, Cindy from CPS showed up at our house with the police, serving us with papers removing our daughter from our care, stating we were refusing treatment. This is untrue. We simply asked that she stay in the state of Montana and wanted our questions answered by anyone in the system before agreeing to move her to Wyoming. We were told we were not allowed to see or speak to our daughter at that time. 
Child Protective Services could have avoided this incident by simply communicating with us regarding the out-of-state procedures for a minor going to a care facility. The reason stated for her removal was parents are unable or refusing to provide medical care. I met with Child Protective Services on Friday, August 25th in their office and provided six years worth of medical records and insurance information, proving their reason is an untrue statement. On Wednesday, August 23rd, our daughter was transported out of state by a CPS worker to the Wyoming facility. Court dates were set into motion and we were assigned public defenders at that time. She was allowed to text her sister, but also call people who are not part of her family from the staff person's cell phone. She was also allowed to stop at her summer job and speak to her friends stating she had been taking, she was being taken away to Wyoming because she was crazy and was trying to kill herself. This was a huge lapse in judgment on CPS and a miscarriage of law to our daughter who is only 14 years old. What if when she's older, this incident is behind her and she's in a good place mentally? This is a very small town that we live in and we may have just branded her as the child who went crazy and tried to kill herself. Also concerning is that her mental state had deteriorated to the point of her needing inpatient care, but yet she was allowed to go in public and visit with her friends. While at our local hospital, our daughter was not given surgery or hormones, but she was allowed to have men's products against our wishes, was allowed to make calls sharing her health information, and be called names other than her birth name. By placing aid outside her door, who kept talking about top surgery and being non-binary, and by other aides belittling us as her parents, the hospital care staff contributed to the further decline in our daughter's mental health and caused the breakdown of our family unit. Our daughter spent about a month in Wyoming at an inpatient facility. On Monday, September 25th, she was transferred to a group home in Billings, Montana for further medical care until she's mentally stable. Since August, we have been in a legal custody battle with Child Protective Services. Our public defenders have advised us to just play nice, and go along with Child Protective Services recommendations and allow our daughters to remain in the group home setting without causing any fights. We have followed their advice for the last few months and now our rights are being completely stripped away as on this Friday, January 19th, we are set to lose custody of our daughter because allowing her to be transgender is in her therapeutic interest and we are not following recommended therapy. We have endured false accusations from Child Protective Services that my husband is an alcoholic who drinks daily, that I am verbally abusive to our daughter. It should be noted that none of these incidents have been proven. We have no criminal records, nor were there any witnesses who have seen us fighting, being drunks, or being abusive in any way to the three children that we have had in our parental care. We have provided character witness letters, as well as statements from an employee who lived in our home last summer who have never seen or witnessed any of this adverse behavior. Since our daughter has been in the group home setting, we have had numerous meetings regarding our wishes for her not to be referred to as a boy. Our wishes are for the program to be therapy-based and allow our family unit to continue to have the right to parent our daughter as we see fit to maintain her care. Our daughter is only referred to there as Leo, he, and him. She has been allowed to shave her head, wears only men's clothes, wears a chest binder, and uses men's hygiene products. She attends a therapeutic school program and is in all boy groups. She has been allowed to attend a church that no one will name. She has had numerous doctor appointments for birth control therapy. So she has no, so she no longer has a menstrual cycle. One of her daily goals set by the group home therapist is I will accept and embrace my chosen gender 80% of the time. This is transgendering our child against our wishes. Our rights have been so stripped and limited that we're not even allowed to know what Dennis recently saw. She was given some flu shots without our consent. Child Protective Services continues to say, oh, so sorry, it, it was an oversight, you were not told. When we ask questions, we're labeled as difficult to work with when all we want to know is what medical treatment is being provided and by what doctors, what medications he's being given, as well as weekly updates daily if there's an issue. On December 4th, 2023, we had a court date. 
the judge told us we could look for another placement for our daughter that was more in line with our religious beliefs and our core values. This is an impossible task as there's no programs that take private insurance, so our choices have been to remortgage our home to pay for a program or accept that she must stay where she is. I love my daughter, she's my youngest, I love her unconditionally, and only want her to refrain from making decisions, any decisions until she has the maturity and life experiences to understand what the consequences are for her actions. We have asked that treatment explore why someone would dislike themselves so much that they would want to change their entire being. Why are we not looking at the past trauma and losses that this young lady has seen in her life? Todd and I love our daughter beyond words. We are not naive and understand that we have an adolescent girl who has struggled with mental health issues most of her life on our hands. The system has not helped our daughter. Instead, the system has taught her how to weaponize the system itself to receive what she wants. We do not believe the system has tried to treat her mental health issues, instead has forcefully focused on the transgender component and on forcing us into doing things against our family values, religious beliefs, and core moral beliefs. Much damage has already been done to our family. How many families will the system destroy? Is the state of Montana willing to open the door and take every troubled child who is angry with their parents, placing them in group home settings, and violating the rights as caregivers, providers, parents, and morally diminishing and destroying our family units. Our next court date is Friday, January 19th, at which time the court has already decided to remove our parental rights and transfer our daughter to her birth mom, who has been an absent parent for the past seven years and resides in the country of Canada. This is a medical kidnapping and this needs to stop. We currently only have a public defender whose advice has been to play nice. We are running out of time and we live in a small town with a population of about 3,100 people. If there is any attorney willing to fight for us pro bono, please contact us via email. Thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to our family shattering story. We sincerely hope that this brings awareness to the destructive transitioning issue and keeps another family from being destroyed. Our hope is that our daughter, who we love very much, does not become a statistic or just another victim of the existing care system. You can reach us at our email, which is Krista and Todd Kolstad at gmail.com. K-R-I-S-T-A-A-N-D-T-O-D-D-K-O-L-S-T-A-D at gmail.com. Thank you for your time. Thank you. We've just seen uh, in Montana recently a 14-year-old child was taken away by social services from the parents because the parents refused to change their gender identity. And while Montana state law dictates that um, gender transitions on minors are banned, this child was taken by social services and put in Wyoming where they were able to access these treatments. And, you know, the parents were in despair and the governor uh, of Montana, who is a Republican, um, has said that, unfortunately, that's a state law and there's nothing they can do. And I think there's a real failing of... Um, no, uh, lawmakers and uh, these people that are pushing these transitions on kids because kids can't consent. And we are seeing progress. We are seeing um, a lot of parental groups, um, Mums for Liberty, various other groups, um, Fairness First Pack, which uh, Caitlin Jenner founded, that are trying to fight for these kids. Um, because at the end of the day, no child can consent to this. And we're, we're seeing many, many thousands of kids detransitioning and having surgeries that they are never able to fix. It's so brave of you to join in this discussion and help us with this debate. What is your view on the uh, new legislation regarding sports? Yeah, again, it's common sense because, you know, in sports, you have anti-doping policies to stop uh, athletes taking performing enhancing drugs. And that is akin to a transgender athlete, regardless of how many uh, hormone uh, suppressants or puberty blockers they take they still have a significant biological advantage. So, you know, it's it's simply about uh, restoring fairness. And we've just seen in uh, New York a trans athlete break two women's records, uh, 200 metres, 300 metres. And uh, it's it's completely unfair to women. And it's also unfair for women to have to, um, you know, spend their entire lives dedicated to their sport, only to have a biological male come along with an advantage and sweep away their prizes. 
And, and following up on that, I mean, what would this be the solution? Is it having a, a third uh, category or allowing well, they said the, co-ed is the third is category. Co-ed, but, but then again, there's the argument that's raised that say, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a woman I should, and I should be competing in a woman's sport. Uh, do you agree with that statement? And do you think that um, there should be an alternative? Um, no, I don't agree with that statement because regardless of how a person feels, it doesn't change their biology. And again, um, you know, a man may feel that they feel they identify as a woman, but that doesn't mean they are a biological woman. Therefore, they should not be uh, in women's sports. And, you know, we see time and time again, we've seen obviously the case of Leah Thomas. Uh, there was a transgender golfer that just uh, mm-hmm. won the women's uh, cup and uh, many, many examples across the US. And it, it's not fair. And, the World Aquatics Organization did actually create a transgender category for um, the swimming competition um, in Berlin uh, last year, but not a single trans swimmer entered that category because they want to be treated like women. And at the end of the day, you know, some sporting bodies are trying to restore fairness by having a separate category, but these uh, athletes, unfortunately, they don't want to join the trans category because you know they want to win these competitions and therefore it's much easier for them to enter a women's competition. And of course, even though they're transitioning, if they if they were boys at the beginning, they still have much more muscle mass, mm-hmm. bone density, thighs. Right, makes a big difference. I, there was a weightlifter that competed against yes. the, the females and just absolutely crushed all of the records and everything. That's what about the bathroom debate? That is ubiquitous in the U.S. now. Where do you stand on that one? Yeah, again, same thing. You know, if you're born biological male, you should not have access to women's spaces. And it's, again, um, why do these uh, people that, you know, there are many people that do identify as trans, which, you know, if they're an adult, they make those decisions. But why are these uh, biological males dictating what women can and can't do? It's simply unfair. They, you know, silence women in this conversation. Most women do not feel comfortable having a biological male entering a space that is meant to be a safe space for them, whether that's a toilet or a locker room. And it's simply unfair. We've seen a case in Canada recently. A 50-year-old biological male has been competing in a teenage girl's uh, swimming competition. Uh, Rebel News actually broke the story. And uh, he's had access to the girls' locker rooms changing in front of teenagers. And that is simply wrong to do that. And look, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's difficult. If somebody is trans, you know, they present themselves as female that is obviously a difficult situation, but they have to think about the women because it's not fair to put a women in that uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Ali Linden, you have given us so much perspective mm-hmm. and in a very personal and touching way. Thank you so much. Thanks. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, James Madison, and this is Inside Four Walls, headquarters of the super straight sexuality. Anybody remember that shit from a couple years ago? Super straight? I do. It always has to be like libertarian and cap colors and everything, right? Black and yellow. Wiz Khalifa's cultural impact has just never faded, has it? But Montana governor defends decision to remove teen from parents after they refuse to go along with sex change. What? Wait, what the f- What? Hold on. Usually, it's the other way around these days, ain't it? Usually, it's Parents outrage after governor passes a law that won't allow them to chop their son's cock off. Parents outraged after governor passes law that doesn't allow them to superglue their daughter's snatch shut. How dare they? It's like, yeah, clearly they're the fucking weirdest, but no, folks. Holy shit. This is... Fucking Governor Greg Geforte called the case tragic, but nonetheless stated that officials had, quote, followed state policy and law. Now, it's been a while since we talked about this. Let's set aside the biology of, like, why trans people just... It's not a thing. It's not a thing. I'll harp on that later. But first... This is a sentiment I share with a lot of the older, uh, a lot of the old queers. And when I say old fags, I mean like old fags. Not like me, old B-tard shit before it was all just an ocean of BBC and you laugh, you lose fucking doobie doobie 
fucking threads. I hate that shit. That's my least favorite thing. That's you know how frustrating is make meme compilations on 4chan and I'm just sitting there downloading. I have to watch memes from beginning to end now. Five minute videos sometimes. Right? Just to make sure that there's no random shit that cuts to like one piece where it's fat Luffy fighting bitches. One piece sucks. Or Fairy Tale also sucks. Or it's that dude going fliggo giggle, a fleek geek, fliggo geek, doing the fucking Jack Black impersonation. That shit. I uh, I accidentally once made a meme compilation because I didn't know that was a thing people started doing for a while, and I uploaded a meme compilation. I think it's like you laugh, you lose. It's like fucking just ten or it's like in the teens of the uploads, way back. Because I'm in the I'm in the hundreds now with that shit, and like half the memes just got to One Piece, and I was like, oh god, oh god. Oh, God. But, you know, I got flamed in the comments for I deserve it, every bit of it. Anyway, I think the reason why there's a... Like, like, first off, why is it always that they go after children? If you're an adult and you want to ruin your body, ruin your future aspects, ruin people's ability to really take you seriously, including yourself, because the amount of, like, dysphoria that comes with... Like, it's... Well, they do it because they're just suffering from dysphoria, but then they get these mutilations done to their bodies, and then the dysphoria gets way worse. And then over the last, like, six years, we've seen the suicide rate in trans people go from, like, a fucking, like, what, what has gone up, like, 15% in 10 years? It's fucking insane. You know, it, it's because, and you're like, well, it's because they kill themselves because of fucking social, society being so harsh on them. I'm like, no, 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 that's bullshit. Because... 15 years ago, hell, just a little over 10 years ago, keep in mind, you know, this is 2024, Battle for Berkeley was 2012, that's 12 years ago, dog, or, yeah, 12 years ago, you know, so it's a little over 10 years now that this shit's been going on, right, so let's go back 15 years, right, all society's not saying, suck her cock, that's not a thing yet, no one's yelling to suck her cock yet, and... Trans and all that shit's recognized as what it is. A mental illness. It's a mental health problem. <clears throat> Sorry, it's in my throat. Everything reminds me of her. Now, <laughs> you had suicide rates way down when it came to trans people. You also had people who... trans. It just wasn't really that big of a fucking deal yet. You had... They were like a minuscule... Fraction, 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 fraction. Like, fucking 0.000001. Like, insignificant. There is many hermaphrodites, as Pyrocynical used to call it. Hermaphrodites? As there were trannies. And usually, the trannies were just cross-dressers. They weren't trannies. They were just cross-dressers, which was an entirely separate thing. And people knew it was a separate thing. It was also a separate thing for fucking drag, too. Maybe it's because I grew up at a tattoo shop. These subgenres were just, like, in my fucking presence at all times. And even as a kid, I was like, you guys are weird. I don't like any of you. <laughs> now I'm an adult who's like, little kid me was way too base for his own fucking good. But he was right. Y'all don't, y'all fucking suck. But, but, what the hell was that? Give me one second. But society was a lot crasser. Being made fun of for cross-dressing was common. Uh, homies calling each other fags out in public wasn't unheard of. People were edgier back then, especially if you're looking at like the 2005 to like 2011, I'll say. I'll give it that time range. That six to seven year period there, right? Where culture was edgy. And I mean edgy, like just the, the downright rawfish shit like we're living in a we're talking about a time period where youtube poops were like the second largest genre on youtube for a minute like we're talking way back right it was way harder to be a tranny back then because you would have got dunked on clowned on mocked ridiculed made fun of there wasn't like a social shaming if you if people didn't fucking play pretend with you and suicide rates were way down Compared to what they are now. Now we live in a time where the trans regime, the fucking Twink Reich, has risen and fucking fag flags fly on every fucking street corner in America. At least they used to. That shit's gone. That shit's fucking 
gone to the fucking wind. Don't know how I made that noise, but it was a cool noise. But they're gone. Right? And a lot of it was going away before fucking last June when the whole Bud Light shit really hit the fucking fan. Which it was in the fan before that, but you know, June really showed how bad it was getting for the for the gays, as it were. The gays weren't feeling very gay that month. Didn't take a lot of pride in it, but you know what? Last June, I had a lot of pride. You know, not in like the ha <laughs> but like the hey, nice. Way to go. I'm proud, I'm proud of us. We really stuck it to the gays for a change. Especially considering they've been shoving that shit down our throats at fucking sh- shovelware-ready levels. Like, that shit's pathetic. They're fucking shoving that shit down our throats quicker than Hillary Clinton smashes fucking blackberries. Like, that shit was quick. Now, like I was saying, we're in this time period where fag flags, gay pride, LGBT, and all that shit it was fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And we all had to play pretend. Well, some people felt like they had to. I never really felt the urge myself. But a lot of people felt like they had to play pretend. Go along with it. And I will say, in the last, like, two and a half years or so, my policy with, like, trans acceptance has fucking crashed and burned like the Hindenburg. I used to be very live and let live. And I'm like, nah, y'all y'all are fucking weird. Like, y'all are definedly fucking weird. There's something off here. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily okay with it. But if you're an adult... And you choose to ruin yourself, right? If you're over the age of 18 and you look at your body and go, I need to ruin this and make me unfuckable and make sure I'm infertile and cannot reproduce. Hey, you are so far gone that in a weird, fucked up way, we set aside all the moral arguments. You're doing society a favor at that point. You're not reproducing and you're making yourself very obvious to everyone around you that you're weird. Or as Max Steiner would say, spooky. Shout out to Max Steiner. If you don't know who Max Steiner is, look him up. <laughs> spooky. Everything's spooky. I don't like your ideology. You're spooky. I've used that. I, I used to use that all the time. Spooky ideologies. Spooky theories. But. You do us all kind of a favor with that shit. Now, that ties into one of the reasons why I think there's such a hard push to do it to children. One of the main reasons is they don't. Trans and gay people don't really have kids. They have to adopt or, like, artificial inseminating, that's a whole other argument in and of itself, and um, I'm not the evangelical side of that one, like, like Rail seems to want to be right now. I do have a problem with that. I think a lot of people on the right fashionably form, form opinions, go with, like, the culture, and I'm just... Dog, people don't subscribe for me when I said Oliver Anthony is not your guy, and here we are. No one's apologized to me for saying that, but... I feel like I was right. I feel like that dude who said, my floors are speaking Yiddish. And it's like, oh yeah, no, fuck. Uh, where's my apology? But, but, one of the reasons why they go after kids is because they don't have them. They have yours. And a lot of people who are trans and gay can't adopt because of, you know, that whole argument where it's like, why are black people a small amount of the population yet, like, you know, 70% of the population in prison? That's weird. What's happening there? Whoa. Why are gay people and trans people, like, overwhelming, like, the super minimal amount of population yet, like, overwhelmingly almost all the child molesters and child rapists? That's weird. That's so weird. What the fuck happened? What the fuck? Weird. Wild. Whoa. Right? You know, it's... Huh. So why do they go after children? You know, like, I just don't... It's like two and two makes five here or something. And the other side of that is when you get to a certain point, right? When you get to an age, like, all studies seem to show this, that if you do not push the trans shit on your kid or down their throats like your public school teacher took Viagra, your kid just... It's a phase. They drop it. It's gone out of their system. It doesn't fucking bother them ever again, usually. Like whatever, minuscule amounts here, right? Have a problem with it later on. But, like, overwhelmingly, the stats just show, oh, all right, it's a fucking phase. I may be gay, it's hormones, purity, my body's changing, ah! Actually, you know what, Dad? I want to fuck some puss. I want to lay some pipe, Dad, yeah! Like, that's usually how it goes, you know? I knew a couple kids in high school who had, like, this weird femboy painted nail phase and curly Q hair shit. Like, that was weird! And, uh, I know one of them still. And you know what they are doing? fucking drowning in it. Nah, I'm kidding. They're, they're, they're married. They got some kids. Good on them. Good on them. They're, they're living a good life. But homies all went out of that shit. It was like freshman year. Oh, God. I hope they're not listening. They're getting, I'm getting an angry phone call at work. Anyway, hope they're not listening. 
You know, through a whole phase in, like, freshman year. And then by 10th grade year, dude came in with, like, the fucking broccoli haircut. And he had, like, a lip ring in and shit. Just full vine fuckboy energy to him suddenly. But we still fucking twist and burnt one out. I, I'm a high school dropout. You, know, you, you can twist and burnt one behind the school. But it's a phase. And they drop it. Because they get older, even if it's just a few months to a few years old, and they're like, this is stupid, this doesn't work, this is retarded, what am I doing? But, in like 2015 onward, you know, you had a lot of like the whole, I'm gonna chop my son's cock off, I'm gonna do you know, the whole bit. And now those people are adults, and they regret their decisions, majorly. They've mutilated themselves. And they can't afford to let their ideology fucking vanish into the fucking wind. They have to make sure that lasts. So they target and push on kids. So there's a level of sexual attraction to children there. MAPs, as it were. And then on the other side of that, you have the whole, we need to make sure our ideology lives on. And since this ideology is created from sexual trauma, you incite the sexual trauma on the younger generation to keep the cycle going. The whole LGBT progressive leftist shit is a trauma response. That's right, folks. Therapy talk's been weaponized on the podcast, bitch. Just just call me Jonah Hill, fuckers. But let, let, I've been ranting long enough. You get the idea. Maybe you don't. I don't care. This is an article is by Jared Yeager, and I hate how he spells his fucking name. Now we're going to scroll down here. Governor of Montana has defended the state's decision to remove a 14-year-old girl from her father and stepmother's custody after they opposed a series of moves made to facilitate a sex change which they argue undermined their parental authority it does it does this is your fucking child again if you're an adult and you want to ruin yourself go for it i'll tell you the risks i'll tell you not to do it and if you do it anyway hey i did my part you ruined yourself dog i'm out cut you from the vine dog it's like look you tell your friends all day long hey don't do stupid shit and they start doing stupid shit and you're like hey look i gotta go I don't know, man, I got shit I gotta do, you doing stupid shit, 16 years old, sure, 26 years old, I ain't doing stupid shit like that right now, dog, I got other things to do, I got bills to pay, I got shit, I, I'm busy, I'm busy, you you, you go r- r- run that run that stupid doughboy shit, I ain't in, I'm out, you can call me a fink all you want, dog, but <laughs> get your guinea ass out of here. Again, specific people in mind with these conversations in my personal life, but, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I'm good, you know, I'm just not doing it. And the other thing about Montana is, you gotta keep, Mon- keep in mind, Montana, your governor is a fucking cuck. Who probably is the reason why hotel rooms have a chair in the corner is for people like him. He was like, hey Biden, there's a balloon flying over a, a fucking missile field out here, and I'm scared. Well, how long has it been there? About two days. I thought I'd just call and tell you now. Like, this dude's a cuck. A flaccid bitch. He sucks. He waited two days to tell Joe Biden, hey, there was a spy balloon over here. And Joe Biden went, spy balloon? Is it the white spy or the black spy, man? I never trusted them. They always try to sell me, sell me Dr. Pepper's Fago. Ow. Ow. Birds fall on Mondays, man. Continuing on. And again, it's not your fucking business, governor. If a parent wants to raise their fucking kid... It's their fucking kid. The kid wants to leave out the house and be like, I can't do it. I'm going to be my unique rainbow cock swallowing self. Then let him be it. But as a kid, it's their kid. I mean, look, to sound as cruel and crass as possible, kids are property of the parent. And it's for good fucking reason. Cue the libertarians screaming. I don't take any of you seriously. At all. I don't take libertarians fucking seriously in the slightest. Like, libertarians think any flavor of anarchist besides, like, anarchy or anarchy, whatever the fuck you want to call the fake left-wing anarchy, is libertarian. It's like, it's not. It's not. You're retarded. Don't like libertarians. But we're going to move on. Governor Greg Gaforte, Gaforte, so my apologies, called the case tragic, but nonetheless stated that upon further review by Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris... It was determined that the Montana Department of Health and Human Services and the court, quote, follow state policy and law. Oh, God. And I hope these parents fucking fight to the legalist degree they can. Get this shit before the court. You know, maybe you can get a judge to back you up here. After that ruling, man, I'm a little like, oh, no. Oh, no, that Texas ruling kind of threw me off at the court a little bit. I'm like, whoa, what? No, what the hell? It's a bad call. 
Anyway, you, you think, like, Joe Biden, someone in his administration went up to the Supreme Court and just slid him a picture of the guy that was outside, uh, outside, uh, that one justice house with, like, zip ties and duct tape? You think they just slid, slid a picture of him? And his fucking badge? And was like, hey, you know, he's still here. He still works for us. Quote, To give them their best shot at reaching their full potential, children deserve to grow up happy, health, happy in happy, healthy homes with loving families. Sadly... This ideal is not always realized. Whoa. Unf- yeah, how dare you not want to fucking ruin your child's future by giving in the societal pressure to ruin their bodies and minds and warp them in perverse fucking ways. That's just child... That, that's just... You don't want to do that? Well, not wanting to do that. It's child abuse. The state must come and confiscate your children for your horrible child abuse. Don't worry, little Timmy. The state will make sure you're a little ta- little, little Tammy before the sun sets today. Get the fuck out of here. Yo, impeach this bitch. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Got me here like that motherfucker. Oh my god. They're coming for her kids. And then they're going to come for my kids. Oh my god. Fun fact, that character's name was Harry Potter in that movie. I don't know if you know that or not. Unfortunately, our society finds children whose lives, health, and well-being are at serious risk from abuse and neglect, and only as a last resort should they be removed from their home. He explained that after hearing about the case of Krista and Todd Kolstad and their daughter, he asked Juras to review it. Quote, Can- Oh, God. Look, again, this is one of those things, man. I don't like women in government. <laughs> you should have handed this to a man. I'm not saying all men would have fucking sided with this, but man, holy shit. At least men usually are a lot less emotionally driven. Women are going to look like, oh my god, but she wants to be a boy. Oh, a dreamer can dream. A guy would be like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Yeah, no. I'm not doing that. Not like, look, I'll say there's a larger amount of women in government who will go along with this retard shit because women always get in that societal pressure. Like, back in the day when soap operas were first on TV, they had, like, fake diseases and shit on it. Women watching the soap opera would panic, think they had the disease, and they would fucking manifest these goddamn symptoms, and doctors were like, this is not a real disease. You don't have a real disease. And they would go from doctor to doctor, and it was a whole fucking thing. You can look this up. Women were getting fucking fake diseases from TV shows, and now women today are getting fucking Tourette's from TikTok. Maybe as a fucking gender, you should just stay the fuck out of politics and anything that requires force. Like, don't be police, don't be firefighters, don't be army men, don't be politicians. I stand by this. I don't care how fucking bad it sounds. It's just overwhelmingly, it seems like y'all just can't handle separating your fucking fifis from fucking reality. And I understand it sucks. Like, I've had to do hard shit and then go home and look in the mirror and be like, well, that's a good call. That's just how life is, man. You do something in the moment, think it's right, and then you might lay awake for the next rest of your fucking life occasionally at 2 a.m. So you'll fall asleep while that shit just plays in loop in your fucking head, man. That's life. That's fucking life. That happens, dog. I don't... But women gotta be like, I need the emotional validation now. And, like, look, no shame to women who, who genuinely feel this way, because I get it, I get it, but... Like, look, every woman's like, I just need words of affirmation. Why? Because they need to feel special. And, you know, this little girl's body getting ruined makes her feel special. In the moment, this little girl's like 25 or 28, and that biological clock starts ticking, but the parts are ruined. You can't have kids. You're appealing to men who want to have kids and have a family, but now your body's screaming, hey, have kids, have family. You're like, but I'm a man now, in that weird voice that 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 trans trans men have, where they talk like this, and they're like, I'm totally a man, guys. Take me serious. Look at me. It's like, no, 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 sorry. If you demand that I call you a guy, you are clearly so insecure in your fucking, in your existence that uh, you 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 need someone to play pretend with you, and I'm just not there for it, dog. Because if you really were what you think you are, you wouldn't need me to give you these words of bullshittery. Right, and that goes for fucking everybody. Dudes don't go around for words of affirmation. If they do, dog, that's a bitch. That's a bitch in a quarter right there. However... It just seems like a bad thing, you know. You got female cops being like, Taser, Taser, Taser. Oh, shit, I killed him. Remember that? 
or how many times women just panic because they pull over a guy and the guy is just cooperating. The female cop starts panicking because all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, he could have probably at any minute. Even though the guy's completely cooperating, all of a sudden you get a female cop panicking and she tases and maces and beats the guy. And then he sues the fucking police station for millions. It's happened tons of times. Or you get some ditzy whore as a cop and then she runs a train on every one of her... F- she gets a train ran on her by everyone in her fucking precinct. Shout out to that ugly bitch. And really, she looks like a who from Whoville. Can we stop acting like she was hot enough to have that all happen to her? It's a small town precinct. She was just like, you know, she's a small town eight and a half. And that's what worked for her. Looks like a fucking mouse. Looks like the mom from Secret of Nim. But yeah, that's, I'm just like, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like women in, uh, I love women, but I don't, you know, it's because I love women. I don't want to see them doing this stupid shit or in these fucking roles that they just cannot fucking handle because they make these terrible fucking calls. He explained that after hearing about the case of... I read that. Review their daughter. Review it. Consulting with the director of DPHHS and personally examining the case documents, Gifford continued, Lieutenant Governor Juris has concluded that DPHHS and the court have followed state policy and law in their handling of their tragic case. She has been asked to continue monitoring the case as it progresses. Fucking bitch. Forte went on to boast about laws that, quote, ban permanent invasive life-altering medical procedures on children like puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and sex reassignment surgeries in Montana, laws which are circumvented in the Kolstad's case. See, I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Oh, all those rules were circumvented in this case. Oh. So all those laws that ban invasive life-altering medical procedures on children like puberty blockers and hormone treatments and sex reassignment surgeries, you know, boasted about these laws in Montana, laws which were circumvented in Colstad's case by having their daughter taken against their wishes to Wyoming where such procedures are illegal without parental consent. Mm. Ah, shame. So here's the thing that I would do if I was governor. Raise a flag says, come and take him, bitch. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm. We live in unprecedented times. If I was governor this time in history... (laughs) I'll really play the fucking rule book here, bitch. And I mean, play it by... Pushing every rule imaginable to its conceivable fucking limits. That includes arresting any officials from Wyoming that entered my state to kidnap this child to ruin her fucking future. If she wants to turn 18 and ruin her goddamn self, then by all fucking means, sweetheart, join the 48% or thrive. I don't care. But we're talking about a child who's fucking too young to decide what to do as a prospect for a career, join the military, get a tattoo, piercing, or even drink. We don't trust these assholes to vote yet. But we trust them to make permanent life-altering decisions. And usually this shit, again, is pushed on them by teachers and so-called authority figures in their fucking lives. Not by any real, actual, concerned, caring adult that has an emotional or well-being connection to the child. This shit comes from outside forces and is pushed into the fucking home. It is a parasitical thought. That's why it spreads the way it does. But yeah, yeah, brag about all the laws you got and then how they all failed. Dumbass. The government, the governor, was slammed for his response to the case, with many questioning why officials had been seen so vehement in their desire to take the teen out of the state. Because he saw 2024 in the distance and thought, mm, if I do this, it might hurt my, might hurt my polling. But if I let this happen, and then I brag about the laws I have in the books against this, it will make a lot of the people fucking still like me, and maybe vote for me from both sides. Yeah, no, fuck you, cunt. Not happening. Not happening. You can get the Fox News drooling retards to watch you, the ones that just sit there and go, oh my god, Justin was so good, so good. Oh, Hannity, oh, Hannity, oh, yay, yay, Hannity, oh, 
I can stand Handy from back when he had Handy and Combs because even though Combs is a fucking retard, he never got a chance to fucking show how retarded he was by talking. Handy would just scream in his face every other fucking syllable. I was only watching it to get to Red Eye. I was really too young to be watching these shows back in the day, man. Holy shit. I was watching Craig Ferguson, Late Late Show. Man. The shit I was watching when I was like eight. No wonder they didn't get all the kids my age. They're like, did you see the latest Teletubbies episode? I'm like, no. Did you see Obama killed an American citizen? <laughs> yeah. Craig Ferguson was talking about it with his robot co-host, Jeff. Spelled with a G-E-O-F-F. And they're like, teacher, he's weird. I'm like, no, you're retarded. Not a normal kid. Others pointed out that he had vetoed House Bill 37, which would have required warrants to remove a child from a home unless they were in imminent danger. Well, now they're about to be put in imminent suicide watch. Montana CPS removes teen... Oh, that's the link to the other article. After family refused to go along with their mental delusions... Krista and Todd have been held in contempt of court for speaking out against the state's handling of the situation, but have vowed to continue the fight. Round of applause for the good fucking parents. I'm going to leave a link to their gifts and go in the description below. I don't have a whole lot of money, but I, I'll fucking contribute to this. Absolutely. I was about to say, I... I uh... Yeah. Quote. Help the Colstads fight for medical fight medical kidnap of minor. Yeah, you know what's really sad about this? I'm like different things. Does this look like a mom who would be totally on board with the gender shit? Doesn't she just kind of have that look? I feel like such a dick for saying that. And this dude looks like Dominator kind of like that old picture Dominator used as a profile picture on Twitter. Yo, shout out to my boy Dominator. I wish you could go back to MAGA grifting. I liked him way better in the MAGA grifting phase, but you know what? This is fine. His, his, every one of his arcs is always enjoyable. Go follow Dominator on fucking Twitter, guys. What the fuck are you doing if you don't follow him? Follow him. He's great. I think he blocked me for like a month once, and then randomly I saw his, his fucking post again. I was like, what the fuck? Um, quote, I am setting up this give, send, go campaign. For my brother and sister-in-law, who have fallen victim to forced trans ideology, government and medical tyranny that resulted in the medical kidnapping of their 14-year-old child in Montana, facilitated by Francis Mah Francis Mahan, or would be yeah, it'd be Mahan or Man Man, I guess we have pronounced because it's like McMahon, right? <clears throat> uh. The Kness Hospital in Glasgow. Wait, what? Okay, Montana. After, uh, along with Montana CPS, they have been treated, uh, threatened, intimidated, mocked, and had their characters attacked and custody is being stripped from them because they did not consent to transitioning a 14-year-old in mental crisis. Oh my god. They need our help to meet the mounting expenses and legal fees as they fight to get their daughter back in a system that has become corrupt weapon and weaponized against families. Yeah, that's 100% true. I mean, just look at how parents can put on the watch list these days. Will you please help us stand with them? If this can happen in Montana, of all places, none of us are safe. Uh, true. And neither are our children. Help us bring Holly home. Yeah, kid. Jesus. Pray for this kid. I know a large chunk of my audience uh, doesn't really do that shit. Look. At least share the story. You don't need to pray. I'm not going to fucking be the Christ cuck who's like, go pray! Fucking, you know, hey, I'll do it my own time. You do you, boo. But I encourage you to 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 you know, pray, fucking atheist, fucking ask for good luck for this kid, whatever you got to do. But bare minimum, everyone share this story, not this episode of the podcast. Don't, and I say this every time, do not share my podcast out. If you want to, I appreciate it. It's like a tip. I'm asking you every time to just share the articles in the description below. All I ask, 
Click that link, copy-paste it to your social media platforms. Get the stories out there. Sharing a podcast from an opinionated twat like me will not affect change, but sharing the article with your personal opinion on it will, because people who know you and trust you and love you will see your take and want to know more. Either they'll agree with you and be like, yes, absolutely, or they'll be like, I didn't know you felt this way, I feel this way too, or they'll be like, why do you feel that way? Tell me more. Or they just like, oh my god, you, you believe that? Fuck you! They were never your friends to begin with. They never cared about you. And they were just waiting for the slightest inconvenient moment for you to throw you under the bus when you became an inconvenience for them. So let's wrap this up here. Update 126.24. Colstad family statement, quote, Krista and Todd originally had a YouTube video detailing a series of events that resulted in the kidnapping of their child. They were threatened by the judge with contempt of court and prison time if they didn't remove it. That's... I don't think you can fucking do that. Is there a gag order? Present the gag order if there is one. Then someone, not the Colstads, uploaded it to Rumble. You may find it there. Um... But due to threats, they cannot personally share it at the time. They have no control over the dissemination online, as they are not the ones who posted it on Rumble. Please pray for them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anonymous donor, anonymous donor. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just read some of the names out here, actually. you know, I want to give a shout-out to some of these people. Uh, we have anonymous donors all the way down here. Anonymous donor who donated a hundred bucks says, "Praying for your daughter and your family. This is too horrible for words." Anonymous donor, anonymous donor, anonymous donor donated fifty bucks from an hour ago. This is a fight for your daughter and all American parental rights. Don't let these few misguided people force the rest of us into losing our children. Little Flower, $10. Thank you. Dana Lucas with $100. Thank you. Anonymous donor. Nancy with $25. Quote, And I will bring the blind by a way that they know not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness into light before them and make uneven places into a plain. These things I have determined to do for them, and I will not leave them forsaken. Isaiah 42, 16. Thank you, Nancy. Anonymous donor, anonymous donor, anonymous donor, who donated 25 bucks, says, praying for your daughter and your family. Taylor Yancey donated 150 bucks. Thank you. Go through the crap out of these people. Yeah, and win. Absolutely. Pat Garrett with 25. Thank you. These are all amazing people giving. Again, think about it. We are in a economic crisis. The economy is crashing and burning around us. A lot of these people are like you and me, working 9 to 5, struggling to get by, living check to check. And plus tax returns. Right? Everybody found out like no one's getting money back. I wonder how, right? Anyway, but also, like, record high number of people just didn't pay their taxes this year, so fuck it. I totally shame on you, guys. So proud of you. Shame on you. I am totally not nodding in approval while I shame you for that. Fat cocks, all of you. Um, <clears throat> Andrea with $30 says, praying for the strength of your family and that God will reconcile your daughter to himself. Reconcile your daughter to himself. And she will love who she was made to be. An anonymous donor down here for four hours ago, 25 bucks. Amazing people. Working nine to five, living paycheck to paycheck, giving what they can. Every one of them, even if it's just 25 bucks, even if it's just 50 cents. I don't know what the minimum give, send, go is. But genuinely, every one of you donate to that. And I'm not saying this to fucking moral fag any of you into donating. I'm just... Thank you. This isn't my daughter. I don't know these people. I feel horrible for them. But God bless you for taking your time to donate to them. You are awesome, wonderful people. And I hope you have many wonderful bounties in your life for your generosity. And your charitable actions come back to you tenfold. Bless. 
Well, let's wrap this article up, shall we? Like I said, this is a little bit of a black pill, but I want to make sure that I don't just focus on the dark elements of this. There's a lot of good here still, and that is the people doing the footwork and the groundwork here. And you can be part of that by just sharing this article. Not the show, the article. And talking about this. Talk to people in your life about this. Let, because people have no idea. There's so many normies out there. Let's say, hey, British, Aussie, Aussie people listen to this show. Uh, I got a lot of Aussie audiences. Blanking on the name. I was going to give a shout out to one specifically. I can't remember the name right now. Ow. But, what is the, uh, what's the term you use over there for normies? It's like, uh, Grinko, Grico, some shit like that, you, for, for fucking normies. Uh, it's a good term. But you have a lot of normies who just, they have no idea this is happening. They find out about it and they're like, what's happening? And they might be like, oh, I don't know about that. Then they go home and look it up, maybe, and then they look it up and they're like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. You can be the change in, if not this family's life, a person in your life's life. Be that change. It would be the change you want to see in the world, not the change, and don't let the change they want to see in the world happen. Uh, been held in contempt, keep saying go, quote. Oh, okay, we already read all that. No comments, yep, we're going to wrap this up here. I will throw their video... And at the beginning of this video, actually. So, uh, yeah. Pray for them. Pray for their daughter. Pray for people who donated. And if you're not really the praying type, you know, wish them well. Wish them luck. And everyone share out this article. I'm going to end that here. Uh, I have more recordings to do. But I'm going to actually... I'm going to go for a little walk, actually, because I feel weird after recording this episode. This has left me feeling kind of funny. Not in a highway, but in like a... In like a very angry kind of way. So I, uh... I'll talk to you guys later. Bye! Oh, now it's recording. Hey, guys! Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, Technical Fucking Difficulties... Let's just get in some black pills for a second, shall we? Now I'm your white-pilled host with the most, as always, you know. I'm all about that BWP. Big white pill. But this is a disturbing story that not a lot of people are talking about, not many people really covered. And a lot of people in the sphere that I occupy, very few of them actually talked about it. And my thing when it comes to the whole trans thing, Aside from the whole biology, let's set that, set that aside, and we'll get into that later because it's inevitable with me. But why kids? Like, what about children is so fucking required? I, I have a, I have a hunch. I have a guess. I'm probably off. Don't know. Let me write it by you. People who are trans usually don't procreate. They usually mutilate their bodies, they take multiple drugs and chemicals and hormones and whatever lab-based monstrosity that's in front of fucking God and science. Look, if you're not religious, you can at least agree it's a bastardization of what science was meant to do. Let's forget Christianity gave us science. But, they can't really have kids, hence things like expressions that go such as, well, the left doesn't have children, they have yours. And while that is absolutely true, I wonder if that's some past psychological desire. Plus, usually people who are trans, uh, they're trans because of psychological damages and traumas, repressed sexual experiences. There's usually some level of deep sexual trauma uh, that goes with the transsexual people. Either they spent a lot of time online when they were young, and they got exposed to very perverted people, groomed, people close to them. You know how it goes. You've seen How to Catch a Predator, and I've seen How to Catch a Predator. We know how it goes. We watch old Cassidy Campbell content. If you don't watch Cassidy Campbell content, look up Cassidy Campbell, Cowboy Dad, on YouTube, and watch his How to Catch a, 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 a Creep knockoff series. It's so good. I don't want to spoil anything. Shout out to Big Rob. Uh, anyway. I think a lot of the reasons why there's some people with the trans agenda that go after kids is for twofold. One, the upfront reason has to be that they know the older that you get, the less 
easy it is to fool people. Because a lot of the trans people, look at the rapid rise of desisters, as they want to call them. I just call them people who reverted back to default factory settings. But, hey, you know, what do I fucking know? I'm just, I'm just a pothead on the internet. Now, like I said, and what, I'm really ranting here. It's just a disgusting topic, and these... Eh, I feel gross talking about it. It's like, do I really want my fucking, my voice out there? You know what, anyway, Clips also says AI. I have that excuse now. It's AI. Anything bad about me that ever comes out, guys, it's AI. It's all AI. I was not donating money to Israel last month. That's AI. <laughs> I really, I really wasn't. I, I, I've talked shit about why I don't think you should donate to charities. Ayn Rand can get fucked. Uh, I say as if that's counter to Ayn Rand's teachings. I, go on Twitter. I had an argument about Ayn Rand. Anyway, bottom line. Gay people go after your kid. <laughs> just restart this. This is going to be a blooper. I'm, with those in, I'm just so fucking... I read this. I'm so angry. I'm working out some thoughts up here. And I thought I had it all figured out. And I, and I do. I'm just... <sighs> Matt, the governor. I feel horrible for these fucking parents. Anyway, I'm throw this in as a fucking blooper. Bush was too stupid to do 9-11. Dick Cheney organized everything.